Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, Worshipful Brother Joe, and Pilot Worshipful Brother Ken. <laughs> Ken, that's a look for you, brother. I, I love it. Personally, I love it. And tonight's episode will be the, uh, we're doing a, a, a revisit of the Mason's Mouth Off. Our yes. very first episode, it was rough. First or second? Uh, it was the very first. Well, it, well, not counting your intro trailer. Not counting like my intro. Trailer. It yeah. was the the first uh, episode. I remember and listening we to covered that a lot. We covered the Illuminati. We covered. Uh, we're only going to go into the Illuminati tonight. The Bavarian Illuminati, the real ones. Uh, but the first one was uh, very rough. This one's going to be. I recall it was like 30 brothers, one mic. Yeah, 30 brothers, room. one mic. Kind of hard to hear. It was, uh, it was pretty bad. But we're going to get into the real. Uh, Illuminati, the Bavarian, where it got started, how it got started, what it was all about, as well as I found uh, letters from George Washington and Thomas Jefferson talking about the Illuminati. So we're going to get into it pretty heavy. But first, you know what we got to do. Got to talk about them likes. Gotta talk about them likes. So let's start with... <laughs> do we have... Nobody likes us? I mean, most wanted... Most wanted Zim Dollar Nation. <laughs> Frankel Junior. I'm guessing and he Nellis. might be part of the Illuminati. I'm gonna go with yeah, this. Yeah. Magic Mike Kelly, Brian Pulling, Kenyon Cook. Uh, we actually I don't know if I said it last time, but the real Grand York Wright also uh liked us as oh, well. Oh wow, how about that? Mm-hmm. Jonathan Glassman. How about that? Barry L. Minot, Rob Robby, Kareem. John, oh, I hate names. John Hergulo, or if I said that wrong, I apologize. I'm sure you did. Cat O'Hara, Joey Moss. All right, let's keep it pushing, brethren. Got Joey Moss right though. I got Joey Moss right, brethren. Right hand to arms. To arms. arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva, 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 viva. Almost synced up. Almost. It was close, though. Close, right? Yes, very. So, hey, you got something today. What did you just go meet right Warshall Shane? Oh, Kennedy? I thought you were talking about the thing I need to get ointment for. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, I uh, just met our... He's the Grand Senior Steward, correct? Grand Senior Steward. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Shane Dufresne, our third district representative in Grand Lodge. Correct. And uh, officially received my... Apron, jewel, and name tag oh, for associate grand tags. grand almoner. Yeah, 
Awesome. Congratulations. Pretty, pretty cool. Thank Congratulations. you. Thank you. And it is... Um, I told you to bring it up here, but he's like, no. That's not me. I, I, I will say, though, you are up. humble. You are humble. I me, try to be. I said, if I had a, if I had an apron, I'd slam it on the table. <laughs> That's not what you said. <laughs> <laughs> like you said something similar. Like similar there, to that, but close. Um, no, it's, it's really cool. And it is the, uh, the jewel... So I don't have the the fancy collars like the AGMs and the lanyard. It's more of a. It looks more like a, a running metal, like okay. a, a thick mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. that you'd have the metal and the. Um, but the jewel is like a full size jewel, and it is the satchel with the heart. Mm. Go ahead. No, I got nothing. Okay, <laughs> I really. I know, know what you want to call it. I, I, I'm calling it a satchel. Oh, you okay. call it the purse with the heart. I, but it's a satchel, like Indiana Jones. That's how I'm thinking of it. That's how I'm embracing it. Listen, the, the I really shouldn't make fun of the jewel because the position that you're going to be holding is a very important one. So I shouldn't make fun of it. But the guy who had it in our lodge, because every lodge has its own almoner as well, uh, I used to tell him he had his pocketbook. Here's your pocketbook. Yeah, it's like, it does look like a pocketbook with a heart, but I'm going to go with Satchel, <laughs> like Indiana Jones, because it's cooler. Yeah. Um, but uh, congratulations, though. Thank in you. all seriousness. Thank I you. wanted to see, is the, is the emblem on the, is the... Uh, the jewel, or not the jewel, but the, the, uh, the emblem. The apron is just a plain white field with the purple and gold okay. border on it. Similar to mine, then. Yes. No. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't have an actual insignia in the center of it. But, right. uh, no, it's pretty cool. And for those of you that don't know what an almoner is, it refers back to, you know, a lot of churches uh, have almoners, and it's, it's an almoner is a person who gives alms. And alms, traditionally and historically, is somebody who gives uh, food and money to the poor or the needy. Um, so that's what this almoner does. Obviously, we're not giving money and food, although you know we can provide certain services if needed. But um, assistance in general. Is assistance in general. Around. Yes, it's not just a financial or a monetary thing. It's uh, making sure that. Our brothers and their families have whatever support they need during a rough time. So I couldn't think of a, a better year for our mm, grandmaster to establish associate grand almoners all around the state. So you're gonna be busy. Yes, I'm gonna be very busy, <laughs> but I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Rafferty says it's a sack. <laughs> well, yes, it can be, and it's filled with alms. Where we were going, so yeah. I'll uh, uh, be spreading alms from. That's pretty funny. Never mind. I won't go there. Your bountiful satchel. <laughs> My bountiful satchel. There you go. Yes. All right. Thank you, Worshipful Brother Ken. You're welcome. Very nice done. Do we got anything else to cover, boys, before we get deep into this? We dive down this rabbit hole. Only that I'm in the danger zone. <laughs> Just don't do the volleyball thing. That was not cool. No. It's my favorite scene of in like all of cinema right there. Of course it is. Playing, playing with the boys. That was the song during the volleyball scene. That was the song. That was yeah. one of them, yeah. Yeah. He ditched the check to play volleyball. Yeah, who would cool. do that? Mm-hmm. So brother, it's, just, it's just that cool. It's just that cool. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, I am citing from a bunch of different sources, uh, so I just want to be clear about that. I'm not going to cite them all, but uh, I will get into the Illuminati. It was originally started in Bavaria, in Germany. The Illuminati, or uh, plural for Illuminatus, or enlightened, is given to seven groups, uh, to given to several groups, both real and fictitious. We're going to just talk about the origins of it. 
the first guy who started this was Adam Weishaupt. And Adam Weishaupt was a German philosopher, professor of civil law, and later canon law, and founded the Order of the Illuminati, a secret society. Now, again, we've already talked about it on multiple other episodes of there. This was kind of like the thing to do back then. We had the uh, the Golden Dawn. We had yes. a lot. Everybody of kind of was forming their own little right. secret society, somewhat based on the occult and correct ancient mysteries and whatnot. Right. Uh, so <clears throat> Adam Weishaupt was the first guy who started this. And there are different... There are different sources that say he was a Freemason, he wasn't a Freemason. Some people say that he was not a Freemason because he couldn't afford the dues, so they kind of made fun of the Illuminati as it was the uh, the poor man's group because, you know, most people right. of, of Freemasonry were of higher uh, financial stature, I guess, at that point. Yep, uh, so that's what... Uh, the Illuminati was. But then I've also read that he was a Freemason, but he didn't make it to Master Mason. He only made it to Fellowcraft. And That's he never, the version that I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that, that as he well. started, yep. but didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so this Adam Weishaupt basically started in Freemasonry, and for whatever reason, he decided to break away from it. Um, and when he broke away from it, he started making his own degrees. And he made his own little set of 13 based on a triangle, uh, triangle, uh, a pyramid scheme. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the bottom level of it was uh, consisted of four degrees, uh, and this is called the nursery degrees. And it was preparation, novice, minerval, which is kind of he derived that from, uh, what's it called? The um, Minerva. Merciful Minerva. The owl, taking the owl of Minerva as their symbol. So that's pretty much where that came from. Uh, but he called it Evan Nervol. Um, and then Illuminatus Minor. And that was part of the nursery degrees. As you moved further up the pyramid, it came into masonry. And there was Apprentice, Fellowcraft, Master, Scottish, a Scottish Novice, and a Scottish Knight. Or Illuminatus Major, or Illuminatus Dergens, or something like that. And then... The higher ones were the mysteries, and these were uh, principally two. There was the lesser and the greater, and there was a presper, priest, prince, regent, uh, or magnus erex, and he considered himself the king. So Vysop had a little bit of um, ego going. A little bit of a complex going there. A little bit of a complex going. So this all got started off, and believe it or not, he didn't have any of the, he didn't have any degrees. So he had no ritual involved at this point. Um, He had a a very small ritual for the lower degrees in order to be initiated into the Illuminati, and it was uh, quite simple. Uh, The the candidate or the petitioner would go into a black room, like an ante room, similar Mm -hmm. to us, and he would be stopped, and whoever the the guy was running the show would say, basically, um, is he a free man? And willing to give himself uh, to the order. Uh, this particular part of their ritual would be that the it was he was dressed in slave garb with his hands bound. So he's broken away from his oppressors and now freely gives himself to the order of the Illuminati. He would obviously say yes. And then he'd be brought into the next room, which would be adorned in all red. And there would be the, the remains of a skeleton on the table. And there would be a sword and crown 
on you know near the body or near the the remains or whatever and the the guy would the the leader whoever was in charge would say what do you see here was he a a pleb or was he a prince and the correct response would be you don't answer because the correct response is basically he's nothing he's dead he's nothing he is the human condition that's pretty yeah. much exactly what it would be and that's yep. pretty much all they really know about the the ritual that was based on um he ended up linking up with uh, well this kind of took a little bit of root in freemasonry and it uh, i'm looking for the guy's name here but he ended up linking up with a master mason adolf nidge is his name uh, he ended up becoming good friends with uh, Adolf Freinherr Nidge. I'm trying my best to German. I only know a few words. And Just say it harshly, and it'll sound right. Adolf Freinherr Nidge! Exactly. All right. <laughs> That's anyway. Exactly. But anyway, he was a Freemason. Uh, Nidge was recruited in the late 1780s at a convention of the Right of Strict Observance by Constantino, Constantano, whatever. Um, he was an um, infantry captain of the Bavarian Army and a fellow Freemason. So this guy, Nidge, actually is the one who started putting together degrees and started putting together... He started doing more recruiting for, for the Illuminati. He started working over in Masonic lodges and whatnot. And that's when the, uh, the Illuminati really started sprung because originally it was just in Bavaria right and then it moved over to France and you know Germany and then the surrounding areas um, and that's where it really took off and uh, what ended up happening was this guy Adolf Nidge uh, ended up getting into some a uh, little bit of fighting with uh, Weishaupt because it was kung fu fighting. <laughs> they started getting into arguments because Nidge was basically saying that he was getting to be too big for his britches in a sense um, he was being much like a, a dictator where this everything happened his way. He wouldn't take advice and do everything the way that it was supposed to go. What ended up happening was Nidge ended up leaving, and he denounced the Illuminati because he said that their original charges were not what he had said they were. So well, Weishoff, Weishoff was like in the process of kind of like putting the overall framework of the Illuminati together at that point, right? And, right. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Nidge was basically, his, his deal was, you know, he, he thought that the order was, like, pretty well put together at that point, but was, you know, I think uh, Weishaupt eventually um, admitted to him that, like, hey, you know, I haven't actually written any of the higher orders yet, mm -hmm. like, most of the ritual isn't done. Right. Um, so I think that was, wasn't that the beginning of Correct. the dispute between them? Yes. The other thing is that, yeah, he didn't really... I guess according to what I what I watched or listened to today was that Weishaupt had a... They believed that there was no need for religion or government because if everybody basically controlled themselves by the moral law, what do you need a government for? Uh, what do you need uh, any type of overhead telling you, you know, you, you can't do this. You, know, you can't do that because if everybody followed the moral law there's no need to have police officers or you know any type of government telling you what to do so uh, he was a bit of an anarchist yes he was a bit of an anarchist uh you also have to understand that in bavaria at this time it was uh pretty much oppressive and there was a kaiser right. i think at that point so you really couldn't do anything to 
to to to really against the government. Right. So, and he also had said, uh, Vice Opt. One of the things he had said was that um, uh, I'm looking for the quotes that he had, but one of the quotes I do know he had was that the Illuminati should never say we are the Illuminati. They should call each. They should call themselves something else to keep and preserve the order of the Illuminati by calling themselves something else. So it's almost like a, a shadowy type thing that they had going on. One of the things that they kind of had going on was the Jacobins. Yep. And we know about them from the French Revolution. They kind of sprung out of the Illuminati a little bit, but were there's loose there's like yeah loose there, connections there's some connection the and it's like a like a spinoff yes like uh, like you'd see with a sitcom when you know gets popular and then you start to see little spinoffs and stuff right so I'm really excited to get into the latter half of this when we talk about George Washington who was uh, who was um you usually get excited about ladders huh. <laughs> Wow, you dug deep for that one. Yeah, you like that? Woo! Well, How long do you have that one in the pocket? Ten seconds, <laughs> not even. Like You said the ladder, and I just had visions of you on a ladder. Let's kick the tires and light the fires. <laughs> uh, when man lives under government, he has fallen. His worth is gone, and his nature tarnished. So here you go. This This is kind of the things that he had said in regards to... The downside of governments and anarchy and all that stuff. But it's very V for Vendetta-ish, if you've ever mm, seen that movie. And yes. A, a real anti... Great movie, by the way. Really underrated, in my opinion. But mm. he, He'd said here, and this is another one, this is kind of where the conspiracy comes from, of that the Illuminati and the New World Order. Because Weishaupt had said, the human race will then become one family, and in the world they'll be the dwelling of rational men. And, uh, you know, if you start really getting heavy into the, you know, the, the George W. Bush comment about New World Order and all right, that stuff. A thousand and, points a line. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they really take off with it. So this Illuminati kind of took off um, and they were really starting to shake up governments and they started to get themselves noticed. And one of the things that they had talked about was that... Uh, uh, this Nidge was the guy who kind of got it all started up with, you know, how the Illuminati was bad and they're trying to flip over governments and infiltrate different things. And uh, people started to take notice. And when they started taking notice, uh, there was actually one guy who was Adam Weishaupt's best friend or his confidant, if you will. Um, and he had a bunch of papers in his pocket regarding... Uh, what the Illuminati was about. And he was on horseback in a thunderstorm. And as he was riding along, he was struck by lightning and singed. And the papers were perfectly fine. Huh. And they found this, and that was pretty much the beginning of the end for Weishaupt. But there is a lot of conspiracy theorists who believe that over here in the United States, uh, that the Illuminati was basically you know running the government or whatever right so let's be clear that we actually didn't declare independence until july of 1776 correct and that is when vice hopped started the illuminati in 1776 i think it was like a month prior to so i mean realistically it wouldn't i mean back in those times it's not like today where you know instantly I can message the Brits over in Britain and we're having communications. Right. So back it in those took times, some time. 
it would have taken some time, so it really wouldn't have happened right away. But there yeah. was communication between some of our founding fathers and correct Vice Hopped, right? Mm -hmm. uh, not direct. Well, I didn't find any direct communication. Unless you okay, did. Um, no, I, the, but at least with the Illuminati, mm -hmm. there was some uh, communication. Not necessarily before the, we declared independence, but throughout the revolution, I believe there was some. Uh, well, I have a couple of Washington's letters of him talking to a Reverend G.W. Snyder and a William Russell about it. Um, but there is also a, a letter that I have actually from uh, from Jefferson talking about Weishaupt. And uh, he basically, in a sense, and I'll read a, a portion of it, he basically had said that, that well, I'll, I'll get into the first part of it with George Washington first because I don't want conspiracy theorists to freaking tear this freaking podcast right. apart. And be like, oh, look what he said! I told you, you know. But uh, so conspiracy theorists take note. All right, it wasn't the Illuminati that founded this country; it was the Freemasons. It was not. And uh, I will read Washington's exact words as he wrote them. And uh, the Reverend G. W. Snyder had basically sent a letter to uh, George Washington, which is pretty cool. Right? That, that president would respond to a letter. Yeah. Now you just get the generic freaking kadoosh, the generic <laughs> stamp of. Kadoosh. <laughs> you get the, you get the, 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 the night fake kadoosh. Night of kadoosh. But anyway, uh, so they had um, the, the president at the time, I think actually he may have been retired, 1798. I think he was retired at that point, Washington. I'm thinking so, yeah. I'm thinking he stepped out. But uh, he had written to him about it, and he had said, uh, and this was uh, uh, September 25th, 1798. Uh, this is from Reverend G.W. Snyder to Washington. So, sir, many apologies are due to you. Uh, this is uh, Washington's response, excuse me, to the Reverend. And he says, sir, many apologies are due to you for my acknowledging the receipt of you belonging favor to the second uh, in not thanking you for a book that he had sent him. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. This is all Old English. Uh, I'm going to actually show Joe this because this is actually the letter. Oh, okay. They still have them in, in, wow. in circulation. It's pretty crazy. And this is uh, loc.gov, so it's real. Oh, yeah. So that's <laughs> in the archives, absolutely. This Library of Congress, right? Library See, of Congress. Yeah, yeah, I'm smart. Look at you go. I'm smart. <laughs> My boy's wicked smart. <laughs> wicked smart. Um, who let the cork out of the basement? <laughs> Who let the cork out? Yeah, that's just mean. <laughs> just being mean. Um, so anyway, Washington continued to say that. So this uh, reverend sent him a book that was basically talking about how the Illuminati was, he, I believe the word they even used, which is kind of ironic, uh, was infecting oh. Masonic lodges. Uh, with like a their, virus. Like a virus, the, the wording they used. Um but I have heard much of the nefarious... This is Washington to Snyder. I have heard much of the nefarious and dangerous plan and the doctrines of the Illuminati, but never saw the book until you were pleased to send it to me. The same cases which have prevented my acknowledgement and receipt of your letter have prevented me from reading the book. Hitherto, namely, the multiplicity of matters which pressed upon me here before and the debilitated state in which I was left after a severe fever had been removed. So he's basically saying, breaking it down, he was sick, I didn't read the book, I'll get to it when I get to it. They they spoke so nicely and pleasant back they then. They did. Nowadays, yeah. I'd be like, hey, George, you get to this? I've been sick, I didn't get to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I really think that 
a lot of the colonials they were spoke all night, but they had some suppressed rage. Because you could just oh, see you them. Can't, you have to have. Tell to me, be Washington that nice. didn't launch a mic stand at one point. <laughs> Motherfucker! Boom. Well, anywho, no, he's probably thinking to himself, Jesus, another freaking fan letter. Like seriously, I mean, do I have to answer another one of these? I mean, Gentleman oh. George, right? That was his name, right? Yeah. It was one of his nicknames, Gentleman George. You mean to tell me that when he went to, uh, what fort was it? West Point. West Point, thank you. You mean to tell me when he went there and realized that freaking Benedict Arnold freaking... That he was a traitor? Traded on him. You mean to tell me he didn't flip out and pull a Hillary Clinton in he the probably entire looked room? At, he probably looked across the river and was like, you mother... Right? I, you, you mother... <laughs> You mean to tell me that no De Niro came on him? Yeah, I want you to find that son of a bitch. We're going to get him, and I want, we're going to murder him, right? No De Niro. you guys ever saw the series Turn that was on. You uh, did, uh, yes. That's a great series. Something there. there was an excellent scene where uh, uh, Washington confronts Benedict Arnold. Yeah, that's that, a great, that one of the great better series. Ones in the show. Yeah. If, uh, if, you, if our listeners haven't watched that series, highly recommend it, especially if you're looking for a show to watch. It was on Netflix. I'm assuming it's still on there, but... Yeah, I think it still is. And the guy who plays Washington is just does yeah, a big does job. Awesome. Yes. All right, let's finish this letter here. So he's talking about after his fever, and which, and then he says, "In which allows me to add a little more now, than thanks for your kind wishes and your favorable sentiments, except to correct an error you have run into, of my presiding over the English lodges in this country. The fact is, I preside over none." Nor have I been in one more than once or twice within the last 30 years. Yeah, he was kind of fighting a war. Yeah, he was uh, <laughs> doing some stuff. He was doing some shit. And then he became a president and afterwards. President. So, yeah, that might, a busy. Eh, might tear up your time a little bit. Um, I believe, notwithstanding, that none of the lodges in this country are contaminated with the principles ascribed to the Society of the Illuminati. With respect to... I am ANSI, whatever that means. That was letter number one. And uh, I have to bring up the other one here because there's like... Th so just want you to know, there's a hundred, there's 270 pages of this. So oh, the, oh, let me just paraphrase that, that whole communication right now. The reverend sends him an, uh, a letter saying, man, have you seen this crap? Basically. And he replies, I haven't gotten around to you. I've been sick, but I got a chance to look at it now and hear my thoughts. I think that's the gist of it so far. Yeah, good summer. Man, have you seen this sh Well, I think <laughs> that the major concern was, again, you're getting a lot of... Uh, you're getting a lot of back and forth about what the Illuminati is taking over governments, and you're hearing messages... Uh, I mean, word of mouth, or what's the word? Telephone game where the story changes? Yeah, where it, it from changes Europe, from Europe. And now it's coming to the, the United world. States that the Illuminati is now infiltrating everything and taking over everything, so... Infecting. Infecting. That's the word they use, actually. Ken, Maverick, Maverick, you have anything to add? No, I mean, you pretty much covered all the, the ritual and the degree system. And, um, I don't really know too much about Washington and the Illuminati. That's kind of news to me. Oh, really? You didn't hear about this? No. All right. So. While he's looking for that, Ken, I got to tell you, and, I, and it's a little sidebar here. It's not relevant to our topic, but God damn, you look good. Like, this is Thanks, the best brother. I've ever seen you. Like, really? You look amazing. All, all it took was a set of aviators, and then all of a sudden, I'm. Yeah, you got this whole. Yeah. All right, here we you go. You got a thing. Okay. I got it. And we're back. Got it. 
On October 17th, uh, Snyder wrote to, uh, to George Washington, Your Excellency's favor of the 25th of September, I last had pleasure to receive on the third current. My pleasure, however, was interrupted because I had sent another letter dated. So, again, just quickly, I'm going to go through this real quick. But um, what, what you had was is the, the mail service wasn't exactly up to snuff what it is today. Right. So there was... This guy, uh, Snyder, had sent the uh, the letter, the initial letter that I just wrote to George Washington, or that I had originally started with, to George Washington. He didn't respond, so he sent another one. And while he was sending the second one, Washington's first Replied letter popped up. Story. and right. now, So right. they're going back and forth. So there's a little cross. Right. Uh, so he, uh, after further pleasantry, Snyder goes on to write, I should be very happy in your excellency's good opinion that the contagion of the Illuminatism or Jacobinism has not yet reached this country. But when I consider the anarchical and seditious spirit that shoot itself in the United States from the time M. Gannett and Fawcett, whatever. Oh, these must be two guys who are certainly, uh, it says, who certainly is of the order. So he's talking basically about these two guys, uh, whatever his name is. Um, Gannett and Fauchet. Fauchet? Fauchet. Let's go with Fauchet. How are you spelling it? Gannett, G-E-N-E-T. Gannett? Gannett. Gannett. Fauchet. I know it's definitely Fauchet. Fauchet. Faux-show. It's faux But anyway, he was saying, uh, they arrived in this country and propagated their seditious doctrines, which illuminated doctor from Birmingham had been uh, zealously employed to strengthen. I confess I cannot divest myself of my suspicions. So he's basically saying, yeah, I get that you have confidence that they didn't come here, but I still believe it anyway. Right. So he likens it to a pandemic, too. Right, he does. He he basically... How appropriate. Yeah. Right? Tell me about it. George Washington's response, so this goes on and on, and you can look this up, and it's in uh, founders.archives.gov. And this is all government... You know, they still have these things. And actually, I believe they're still in pristine order, too. Like, they still, like, have the, the ivory color of the... Of the um, paper and everything. Those parchment. Not, the parchment. parchment that yeah. George Washington's response from Mount Vernon on October 24th brought the exchange to a close. So this is it. Washington's like, I had enough of this shit. Okay, I'm enough. Gone. Leave me alone. Caught it. So he says, Reverend Sir, I have your favor of the 17th instant before me. So he's reading the lever- letter of the 17th. Yeah. Uh, and my only motive to trouble you with in the receipt of this matter is to explain and correct a mistake which I perceive the hurry in which I am obliged often to write letters have led into you into. Well, he's basically saying I just want to clarify shit. Right. Breaking this down. I'm going I'm to explain this one more time to you and then I'm done with you. Yes. It's not like talking to Messner. It's, it's, yeah, right. Exactly. It's like exactly like talking <laughs> to like Messner. Look, okay. One more time yeah. I'm going to tell you this and then we're done. We're not but talking about it anymore. You have to respect on how nicely he's saying this though. Oh, right? yeah. He's very polite. Yeah. George. He's very yeah. politely saying, listen, if you write me again, I'm going to come burn your house right. down. Enough basically. of this BS. Enough of this shit. Knock it off. I'm giving it up. Done. Uh, but he writes, it was not my intention to doubt that the doctrines of the Illuminati and the principles of Jacobinism have not spread into the United States. On the contrary, no one is more fully satisfied of this fact than I am. So in other words, he's basically saying, 
I believe that they're like they're here. Right. He's basically saying they've. I, I no believe doubt. they're here, but. Right. So this is where the Freemasonry comes into it. The idea I meant to convey was that I did not believe that the lodges of the Freemasons in this country had, as societies, endeavored to propagate the diabolical tenets of the first or the pernicious principles of the latter, if they are susceptible of separation, that individuals of them may the individuals of them may have done it and that the founder or instrument employed to found the democratic societies in the United States. Now that's kind of crazy when I read that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll, 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 we'll dabble, on we'll, we'll bit, dabble yeah. a little bit. We'll um, may have had these objects and actually a separation of the people from their government in view is too evident to be questioned. My occupations are such that but little leisure is allowed to me to read the news, blah, 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 blah. He's basically saying, I didn't read your book. I'm not going to read it. I'm too busy for your crap. Like, come on. Yeah. I, just, I, I, I won a war. I, I defeated the greatest power in the world at the time. Right. And then ran the country for eight years. And if he spoke me with the an alone. If yeah. he had an English accent, he would say, go have intercourse with yeah. yourself. And then I had until we ended the letter. After that. Right. And then he, had the, gonna... then he had the flu. Right, Ken. So basically what he's like, saying. Stop busting my balls. Is what he's saying. <laughs> yes. George Washington is basically saying, I have no doubt that the guys who are trying to spread the Illuminati doctrine. I'm sure they're here. Are here. I'm sure they're, they're here. Tr they're sure trying. They're, they're but trying. But he doesn't believe that the lodges of Freemasonry in this country have been infiltrated right. by, now see, conspiracy theorists who believe that the Illuminati is the Freemasons and, you know, Alex Jones is freaking talking about, well, right. he's not saying anything now besides going, to start his car, but moving on. Uh, right. But what, but but what I'm taking away when when Washington references the democratic societies, I think he's almost saying they're here, but because of the way that these societies are set up, mm -hmm. specifically Freemasonry, they can't be infiltrated yeah. because you have your master for one year, and then things turn over. Um, it, it it's it's set up in a way where it can't be taken over or infiltrated. And that's what I think he's. I think I'm starting well, to clarify. get the feeling that he's trying to get. A, he's starting to get a little annoyed um, with the accusations and and this guy like hounding him. Well, I, I going back. This is from Schneider to George Washington. Let me clarify a little bit. He had said um, that uh, in front here that the same are now existing in the United States, and he's talking about the Illuminati or Jacobin clubs or groups right. or whatever. Also occurred to me that you might have had ideas to that purport when you disapproved of the meetings of the Democratic Society. Oh, okay. So I'm he's sorry. actually talking so about Schneider. political. He's uh, talking about political okay. Sorry, I misunderstood that. My no, bad. no, no. I didn't clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about these. So basically, what he's saying is that um, almost not like, only did they infiltrate or try to infiltrate Freemasonry. But politics as well. But politics your, in general. Your political now, parties. And if you remember, George Washington wanted to abolish the political parties. He didn't want any political parties. Right. right. Washington and Hamilton, uh, Washington, uh, Jefferson and Hamilton had a different idea about yes. that. Yep. But even to this day, you have Democrats and you have Republicans. In, and, and, basically, and then you have people that are use common sense. But right. anyway. <laughs> but what he's saying is that uh, 
let's see here. So, uh, and I'll continue reading. You disapproved of the meetings of the democratic societies, which appeared to be a branch of that order, though many members may be entirely ignorant of the plan. Interesting. Those men who are so much attracted to French principles have all the marks of Jacobinism. So he's flat out saying, in a sense, that in Washington at this point is like, dude, I'm retired. Right. And he's also... <laughs> Go he's, away! It's almost like Snyder saying to Washington, he's pulling a typical Alex Jones. Well, you don't understand because you're not high enough. They've already infiltrated you, but, and, and you, I, I think you don't know it what yet. he's kind of doing yeah. in this point is he's actually talking about how they're not only... well, cause, And it's funny because... First letter he wrote to Washington was that, oh, yeah, they, inter- they inter- I'm going to do the Alex Jones voice. Ready? <clears throat> pull, pull your collar tight around your neck so your head turns red and make your double chin. Well, they infiltrated the Freemasons, and that's what they're doing. They're trying to take over society by intervening the Freemasons, right? Oh, that's and cool. then that Washington's sounds, like. That sounds more like Macho Man Savage, but. Okay, whatever. Oh. I'm doing my best here. Okay. Um, I like it either way. That's pretty much what he started off with, is that they're infiltrating the Freemasons. Washington writes back, like, listen, cool your jets, cool your jets, they didn't infiltrate the Freemasons. And then the next thing is, well, you know, they infiltrated the democratic societies of the government. So that's pretty much, and then Washington finally ends with, dude, this is it. I'm good from here on. Washington ends with a, okay, boomer. So uh, Stop being a Karen. Boy. But it is interesting that there was actually correspondence between George Washington and the founding fathers of this country talking about how the Illuminati was basically coming here. People were afraid of it. Um, and this is interesting. But, though. like, I can't say that that fear is completely irrational. Because oh. here you have a, a, a country that's in its infancy, mm. still trying to find their way. Still trying to figure things out. If you were an organization looking to infiltrate any organization, another organization or country or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to pick one that hasn't quite found its footing yet right? and go after because it it's, it's well, a perceived weakness. I'll, I'll so I can understand why they would think, hey, you're a prime target for it. And yeah. I can even understand the Illuminati potentially saying, hey, here's an opportunity. Right. But let's be real. So uh, this was between Schneider, but there was other communications from founding fathers. And we'll get into our final synopsis of what we think at the end. Ken could throw his two cents in. You can. I will. And we'll kind of just spitball on what the Illuminati was about and uh, what we believe that, you know, if there was any infiltration or anything like that. We'll get into all that conspiracy stuff. But actually, Washington wasn't the only one talking about the Illuminati. I actually also have a letter here from Jefferson to a Bishop James Madison. If you notice that, like, a lot of the ones who were having a problem with the Illuminati were reverence were religious, bishops, were religious figures. Well, and that's just been the history of, of any free-thinking society, whether it right. be, you know, at the time of, uh, you know, Sir Isaac Newton mm-hmm, or even, mm-hmm. um, even you go back to as far as Galileo and, right. you know, anybody who was a free-thinker or even... Well, Bruno got burned. Necessarily a man of, or even a man of science. Right. You know, you had that in, that initial mm-hmm. Enlightenment period, which the Illuminati, the enlightened ones, um, which is hearkening back to, um, that's always been in conflict with uh, the church, especially the Christian-based faiths. I mean, even to this day, Freemasonry, which is a free-thinking society, has its discord with the Catholic Church and other churches. Mm-hmm. 
It's a threat. It's a threat of power. Right. Uh, apparently, this book was being thrown around to all of the, I guess, the, the top dogs, I guess you could say at the time, because this is a letter from Bishop James Madison to Thomas Jefferson. Oh, no, excuse me. It's from Thomas Jefferson to Bishop James Madison, where he's basically <clears throat> talking about, uh, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase because this is long-winded, and they're talking about all kinds of stuff, not just one thing. But he says, I have lately by accident got a sight of the single volume of the Abbey Burrells? Burrells? We'll go with that. Abbey Burrells. I'm sure it's Latin or something. Anti-social conspiracy, which gives me the first idea I have ever had of what it's meant by Illuminat Illuminatism, against which Illuminate Morse, as he's now called, and his ecclesiastical and mon monarch monarchical 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 thank you ken. thanks ken uh, associates have been making such a hue and cry <clears throat> so he goes on to talk about this book and what he's reading and everything and again if you want to look this up this is actually on freemasonry uh the grand lodge of british columbia in the yukon they have mm, a lot we of cite them a lot man they've got, got, got some really some... good articles yes, oh canada yeah. so and this is what uh jefferson basically said and uh, i'm kind of reading this for the first time myself uh, and i believe uh you know the he had his own opinion about it the means and this he's talking about uh vice hopped right here the means he professes to affect this improvement of human nature are to enlighten men to correct their morals and inspire them with benevolence secure of our success says he was we abstain from violent Commotions, and actually, that was one of the tenets of the Illuminati: was to you don't harm anybody. Well, that gets back to that. If everybody followed the moral right. law, we wouldn't need government and right. police or whatever the case may be. Um, so he says uh, to have foreseen the happiness of posterity and to have prepared it by irreproachable means suffices for our felicity. The tranquil of our consciousness is not troubled by the reproaching of aiming and the ruin to overthrow the state of thrones. As Weishaupt lived under tyranny of the despot and priests, he knew that caution was necessary even in spreading information and the principles of pure morality. He proposed, therefore, to lead a, the Freemasons to adopt this object and to make the objects of their institution the diffusion of science and virtue. He proposed to initiate new members into his body by gradations proportioned to his fears and of the thunderbolts of tyranny. So here's pretty much at this point, basically saying like, this guy's not that far out of line of what we want. Right. You know, that's why the American Revolution was beginning is to stay away from tyranny. Tyrannical government. Tyrannical governments. Tyr tyrannical monarchs. Church and, and state. Exactly. So he's, so in a sense, you know, he's kind of defending him at this point, in a sense. He's pretty much saying that... Uh, the guy, not the guy's ideas aren't as crazy as you think they right. might be. That's pretty much like where there's some foundation uh, there that, or some commonality that we can all agree on. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he, um, he, he basically, uh, and then he ended the letter, and I guess it, he basically ended the letter talking about Napoleon Bonaparte, <laughs> and he said, "I will say nothing to you on the 
late revolution in France, which is painfully interesting. <laughs> and he goes on for it. But, um, and, you know, we kind of, I mean, realistically, the French Revolution didn't, it happened much after this whole the Illuminati thing came to yep. power. But people are still, like, really like, concerned that, like, there's the Illuminati still here and everything. And, uh, you know, originally when I came and I wanted to do the whole, you know, Mason's mouth off, I just, it was pissed off. I'm just so tired of everybody saying we're, we're evil and we're bad and we do this, that, and the other thing. Tell them you're bad. You know, uh, altogether, though, I mean, this this order kind of died out a while ago, right? This died out right around the, you know, right around 1800. Yeah, it didn't last. The order itself at its height had maybe 2000 members. Correct. Yep. Right. Uh, Primarily concentrated in Bavaria and in Germany. Right. But it didn't really spread much far outside of the borders of those areas. There's no evidence that there were, you know, over a couple thousand members altogether or that they infiltrated any world governments or anything like that. So it kind of like, it always made me a little skeeved out that the conspiracy theorists are so um, convinced that the Illuminati make up a new world order and they have so much power. I mean, why? Why single them out? Freemasonry, I kind of get, right? There's a lot of us. We're spread out. We're everywhere around the world. But the Illuminati, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. And then also we've got, you know, these scammers that are constantly... uh, Harassing us and other Masonic uh, websites, and obviously they're not descended from the Illuminati, but they picked that that organization to masquerade as. And Why? don't you think? And don't you think that if that organization still existed in some form or another, that somehow, some way, these scammers that are using the name of the Illuminati, it would go away. Trust me, it would yeah. go away. I don't think if, so. If you had scammers going I don't around. Think so. I do, and we let me get my thought out, and then go we ahead, can debate this. Fire, fire, fire. Because if somebody were going around scamming people in the name of Freemasonry, I mm. guarantee you that would not last very long. Yes. I guarantee you it would get shut down fast, whether it be visible or behind the scenes, it would go away. Uh, so if this all-powerful organization that controls the government and controls the world and controls the banking system and all these things that the conspiracy theorists allege. If some common thief is using the name of that organization and they had that much power, they wouldn't exist. So I'm going to take the actual, I'm going to actually side with the conspiracy theorists on this. Go. And again, that's what they want you to think. You're not going to please be no, no, no. that lazy, please. Sun Tzu. This is a red letter day. Yeah. Sun Tzu. Deception is the art of all warfare. If the Illuminati really existed, I would let those African scammers do it all day long. You know why? Because we're hidden. We want to stay hidden. Where's Freemasonry right now? We're out in the open. Hey, we're Freemasons. We got our shit on the walls and everything. And realistically, if some, we don't want people to, 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 to get scammed out of their money. We're, we're protecting other people. But if we were an Illuminati order that wants to stay hidden, that wants to stay in the shadows... Go ahead, scam. Because now people are going to look at it and be like, ah, the Illuminati's bullshit. Look at these guys. They're just trying to steal money. Think about it. Think about it. I think about it, but I still think <laughs> you're wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a perfect cover is what I'm saying. It would be a like, perfect Like, think of cover, all the rappers but... who do, like, uh, you know, the junior mafia and all that stuff. It's a cover for what's really going on in the card game down in the basement. You know, they're, oh, the, the mafia's dead. They're not around no more. 
Come on. No, they're still around. They're Come still very on. <laughs> But I also know that if somebody were out scamming old ladies out of their money and people out of their money in the name of the mafia, the mafia would not allow that to happen. They would not allow Fair that enough. to happen. But yeah. if you like had an Illuminati there. that's worried more about taking over governments and making a one-world order, the last thing they give a shit about is that old lady getting scammed out of $200 because we got bigger Perhaps. fish to fry. Perhaps. So, But... I'll play like devil's said, advocate on if, that. If, if they're truly all-powerful, they do the little Thanos and make it go away. <laughs> and it would go away. All right. I'm just saying. I understand what you're saying, that they're cho- it's a choice. It, it, That's like me in high school. Dude, you don't have a girlfriend. By choice. That's my choice. It was... <laughs> No, I'll be nice to you. I well, no, it nice wasn't my choice, but I portrayed it to I, be. I, I, was, I, was having right. nice I took to ownership you. of it, yeah. But, but again, this, again, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cite Sun Tzu again. Choose your battles. You can't win the war if you fight every battle. Sometimes you got to retreat, and I'm sorry, but. You should you, follow that advice. I, I do. No, you fight every battle. No, we talk about it amongst... I let the F-bomb go. I'm sorry, (laughs) but come on. No, we talk about the battles amongst all of us, and you say, calm down, little guy, and I said, okay. (laughs) So that's really how... You want to fight every battle. I want to fight him, but you talk some sense to me, and a good commander always listens to the advice of his generals. Oh, so now you're my freaking commander? That's where we're going? (laughs) That's how this is going? See? See? It's my show! I told you! I gave him the ammo. I gave him the ammo. I threw him a softball, so... Oh, we're all equals! (laughs) But I'm your commander! (laughs) Anyway. You know I'm disgusting. I know, I know. But the... But I get what you're saying. You get what I'm saying. Like, you would want to stay in the shadows where you wouldn't really, you wouldn't care. Like, again, mafia and the street gangs with the gangbangers, you know, and the, you know, the Crips and the Bloods. They didn't care about any of that because, you know what? Let them take the focus. Let them take the attention because the attention they're getting is pulling it off of us is, I guess, the way I'm kind of looking at it. Right. Um, but I, I, I play a game of three card Monty. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of like that. Not the full Monty, the three card Monty. Yeah, I knew you were going there. Yeah, you did. Ken saw that coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, a mile away, brother. <laughs> Woo, that's not all you can see from a mile away. Woo! <laughs> so, uh, so, anyway, let's get back into this. So, I believe, I don't think Vice hopped. Uh, I, I don't think that he was, I, I think he was trying to topple governments and not, not topple governments, but he put that doctrine out there of separation of church and state and the right. people being able to control themselves by moral law. And I don't think, personally, and this is my opinion, and I do not speak for Freemasonry, we do not speak for any grand jurisdiction, or Freemasonry as a whole, let me be absolutely clear about that. The opinions expressed are only of us on the podcast and your podcast, boys. Right. Not ne- do not necessarily reflect our Grand Lodge jurisdiction or any Grand Lodge jurisdiction around Correct. the world. Just purely the thoughts of what's going through us. our head at this time, which could be totally incorrect. My personal belief is that he was, again, Europe in those times was, I mean, for a perfect example, I mean, there was an American Revolution being fought at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the the American colonies were breaking away from Britain because right. of the tyranny and the Correct. Uh, the monarchies and the 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 despotism and all that yep. stuff. Yep. So this guy Weishaupt grew up in this area. Like he lived in this area, and he he wanted to join Freemasonry. He was looking for enlightenment. He was a uh, 
again, he wasn't a bad guy. He, he was raised by Jesuits. He went to the Jesuit school. Right, right. Which... So it's not like he was a bad guy. He just said, hey, maybe we're doing this wrong. Maybe we're doing this different. Right. And, uh, I'm, you know, you go to church and you read the Bible and, you know, we got the whole world. <laughs> hands. Like, y'all talk, need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. But we talk about this in the Bible where, you know, those, it's written in the Bible. You know, live virtuously. You know, right. you have the Ten Commandments. Right. So if you, if everybody in on the planet followed the Ten Commandments, what do you need a government for? Right. It's, I it's think called that's the what Sacred his, Book of Law. Right. That's the what his mind frame was. And I get it. And maybe that Jesuit education right. is what put him in that mind frame. Yeah, I'm getting lit up for dropping the F-bomb on <laughs> Facebook right now. How dare you? That's all right. Uh, but but that's where I think Weishaupt's brain was at. But he's like, why do we need governments? Why do we need religion if everybody follows if the good right book? There. If it's right, right there, there, what do we need it right. for? And I think those papers that you know were found from from his charred best right. friend who got cooked by a lightning bolt, which is allegedly irony in its finest. But <laughs> but <laughs> but think about it. Like this guy, you know. Who put out these papers? Right. It would be, and I, I want to be clear about this. Don't take this the wrong way. Love the state of Connecticut. Love Grand Lodge. Love our Grandmaster. But it would be the equivalent of me and Joe up here on this podcast writing out about how much we don't need the Grand Lodge. We should get rid of it. And then a Grand Lodge officer intercepting it. Right. It would taint my name. It would taint what I'm doing. It would ruin what, you know, I, I, what I believe. And if I right. was having a bunch of people that I'm trying to join in my belief system of that each Grand Lodge should, or excuse me, each Lodge should govern itself, we don't need the Grand Lodge. Right. It's going to piss off those in power. Absolutely. And, and now take it to, you know, uh, Victorian, Victorian Europe. Well, God forbid you want to up, you want to up, up in the church or a government at that point. Right. Right. And that's what it comes down to. It, it's a power play. But if you think about it, Brother Bill Powell, people can't even wash their hands. George and Weishaupt want no government. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't want a government. No, uh, no. That's not what I'm but saying. What, what Weishaupt was saying, in, in essence, is it really all that different than the Bible being your ruling guide? No. No. Not at all. And, like, that's... Brothers are going to understand right. exactly what I'm getting at right now uh-huh. with it. And... Right. You know, when we talk about the three great lights and what they represent, mm-hmm. again, you're talking about light. Right. You're talking about illuminating, mm-hmm. Illuminati. Right. So there are just like anything, you know, you could always start off with an idea or a principle. Mm-hmm. And then when other people get their hands involved, it ends up, I run through this at work all the time. They're like, mm-hmm. figure this out. And I'm like, here you go. By the time it goes through corporate and legal and all that, it's been and it gets something back to me that doesn't resemble what I intended it to be. Right. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. So if you start on the simple premise of we don't need governments, the Bible and the Ten Commandments or the sacred book of law should be the mm-hmm. only law and, and ruling guide to your conduct, mm-hmm. I can buy into that. Right. I can... Absolutely. I can do... However... The reality is, you know, you have people that we were asking them to follow the Bible and kind of conduct uh, conduct themselves according to that and govern themselves. Right. Where 
you can't even trust them to not buy up all the, all the toilet paper, right? And the hand sanitizer, right? And things like so. Well, again, if they were following that moral law, they would understand that maybe I shouldn't buy fifteen packs of toilet paper because right. a seventy or eighty year old woman yeah. might need toilet paper. But, so again, that still falls under the moral law. People right. are shitbags though and don't exactly. do that. And so. that's my point: is is it too high of an expectation for everybody? Are you setting yourself up for failure by setting the bar too high? Because right. a lot of people can't do that. I also it's wonder, too. I wonder, going back into the Illuminati thing. So they had this Illuminati thing. They were talking about toppling governments. And clearly, Vice Hop had kind of a swollen head thing going on. He oh, made yeah. he had a little, king of the degree. He had a little right? David Koresh going on. He had a little yeah. bit going on. Yeah. So at some point, let's say Vice Hop's idea works. Let's say everybody, all the governments are gone. Boom, Vice Hop takes over the world. Now how are you going to govern it? You just not? Well, not only how are you going to govern it. That so. actually happened at one point. It was called the Dark Ages. <laughs> <laughs> but you can you can go at it from a standpoint of, okay, here's your, your sacred book of law. Follow this. You and what to, happens if you don't? You got to enforce it. Exactly. How do you enforce That's it? The, you yeah. can't. Ah, that, we're back here. We touched. We touched. How do you enforce it? You can't. Sanitizer! Ken, <laughs> high five, Ken. Hold on. I'm pouring the beer in my hand. <laughs> But uh, no, that you've got to be able to enforce it. So then, hey. who enforces it? Oh, so now you got to set up a, a group of people to enforce. enforce the law. Right. So you're right back. Now to you're right back. Now you've got a government. Yeah. Now you've got a government. Square one. You know, and then people are going to disagree with your interpretation of enforcing it, and it's like right. this right. big cyclical. And now thing you have and one guy at the top, vice opt. And what happens when one guy is usually at the top of governments? Ken, I'll let you take this one because you and I have experience with this on this what podcast. What happens when there's one guy? Well, there's one guy who thinks he's in charge no. and puts himself up as, uh, as like, not, say, the commander of the that. podcast. Uh, usually, they, uh, really? usually there's a revolution. The people uh, Come on. Topple, topple that individual. <laughs> See, now... <laughs> Am I going to have to come over and give you a hug? You're going to uh, make me feel bad now. Because I don't try to do that. I, I actually... I'm kidding. I'm I know. I won't overthrow wrong. you, George. I love you. <laughs> no, but... I'm you know, kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately kidding okay. with you. I, kind, kind I, I, I'm only serious. What, are you trying to kick me under the... No, I'm looking for crossed freaking fingers or anything like that. No. No, but and, oh, honestly, like... Uh, if we want to compare it to 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 the podcast or whatever, uh, I kind of no. Anytime you have one guy who's in charge and and is put in a position of well, supreme being with no checks and balances, mm-hmm. you're gonna get and it gets back to absolute power corrupts absolutely. There's, there's and let me compare me to Vice Hopped. Okay, if yeah, I but he was like five ten. He wasn't five ten, was he? I don't know. Can't I just look made up his height. Height. <laughs> but no, let's compare me to Vice Hop, and we'll talk about the podcast in in comparison. Okay, to but the you Illuminati. understand I was kidding. I know you're kidding. Okay. No, but no, I want to make a comparison on a, a modern platform that we're all talking about. Vice Hop got into a big beef with his freaking friend Nidge. Because right. he was trying to run the show, but if you notice, he didn't have any of the degrees set up of the higher, other than just right. the entry, because it became too much for him to handle. Right, and Nidge and pulled back the curtain and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. This whole thing that you're touting and explaining and, and going, it doesn't exist. You, right. don't, you don't have your own. I can't be a part of this, because right. what you're selling me doesn't exist. Right. You're a snake oil salesman. 
Right. That's what he was at the time. Right. And right. like you even referred to it as a pyramid type setup. Mm-hmm. It's a pyramid scheme. He was at the top. Right. And he didn't want to hear anything else that Nidge had to say, even though Nidge was like, I'll set up your degrees. I'll do this. I'll do that. And then he was like, no, no, no. I got this. I got this. I, yeah. No, you don't. But he doesn't. <laughs> no, you don't. Right. So that disbursement of power is actually a, a good thing. And oh, absolutely. You can't really have one guy at the top. But again, no. Comparison to me in the podcast, how many times I was like, Joe, take this pitch or you do this or you do right, that. Or you, right. Because I can't. Like, Rafferty does a lot of stuff. Well, plus, like, we have you if you. He's got a half smirk on his face. So I know well, because if you ever tried to be our dictator, you know, we've, we've got Raf as our enforcer. Like, the guy's a good foot and a half taller than you. Didn't stop Napoleon. <laughs> Eventually it did. Raf's new nickname is Waterloo. They put his ass on an island and he came back. <laughs> Raf's new nickname is Waterloo because you're Napoleon and he's your Waterloo if you get out of line. Mm-hmm. Jim Waterloo Rafferty is, is going to be your downfall. So I do I think... Um, height is not known for Adam Weisshoff, sorry. Mm, there you go. Short Happy guy's time. running the well, world again. God damn, the hell man. was that? That's Ken. I don't know what he's doing. He's what? That's not me. Nothing's making noise. Over that was here. weird. It wasn't. That's not. That's got to be on your computer since it's coming through the audio. No. No. It really wasn't. It's certainly not mine. Oh well. Oh well. Moving on. But anyway, I believe that the Illuminati's doctrine did come here to the United States, and I do believe that many of the different symbols of the Illuminati made their way into Freemasonry. Oh, the all-seeing eye was adopted by the eye? Illuminati. The pyramid. Granted. The all-seeing eye or the eye of providence was adopted by many ancient orders and societies and and whatnot. Go so ahead. if I may go back in time, and I could just imagine me back yeah. in time. Time, let's do. Didn't we have a talk about back to the? Again. Oh, here we go. Anyway, um, I was gonna let's go, go back, back in time. Power and I can imagine myself being a Freemason when one of these Illuminati guys come into uh, to to the lodge and like, hey, listen. Does he, does do he it in the German accent, because they were from Bavaria. I can't do the German accent. Hey, listen up. to me. <laughs> you do it. You will listen to me. I see nothing. <laughs> but let's say they do come into a Masonic Lodge and like, hey, listen, we're, we're Illuminati. You need to join us. We're about overthrowing governments. Didn't we just do that? Like, right. <laughs> we kind of yeah, just did that. Like, hold, hold my beer. We're good. Hold, hold my beer. We're good. <laughs> Watch, we'll do it again in 1812. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, so I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, so really it wouldn't take root in the United States because we just did overthrow a government. Right. It's not, theor- not, not theoretical. again. And it's not theoretical to us. Right. Hey, we got ideas on how to do it. Um, just did that. Thank you. Right. Rick. So, uh, but, I, on your way. but hey, what's that pyramid about? Oh, yeah, we'll take that. Right. You know, I right. can see that happening, a, a melding of ideas or thoughts would definitely take place. But actually, yeah. and you tenants, have that in any cultures that right. start to cross-pollinate, you're going to get some of that. But the tenets of, of, of the Illuminati would, would start to cross-pollinate with Freemasonry, but their extreme end of it. Right. And we talk about the moral law in, in Masonic Lodge. Right. And it's part well, of it. Take a charge or something like that. And you could right? even say, and I know I'm going to get killed for this. Probably. But I'm just going to say there are some out there that hold this belief, not me. Uh-huh. But when you talk about Freemasonry and an, ex- an extreme group coming in, there are those out there, not uh-huh. me, that believe that the Rosicrucians are an extreme there branch you know. of Freemasonry. 
right. that take it to a different level. It's a, a similar well, beliefs and similar, but it's almost like taking an orthodox approach to certain things. And some people might just that might just be too much for them. Whatever right. group you have, there's going to be like the and again, not trying to make it sound like religion, but an orthodox interpretation right. of anything. It's like no, you could take just take our constitution. There's some that feel it's a living, breathing document that evolves with the time, and there are others that say, no, this is what it says. This is what it meant. Done. Right. So you're always going to have those extremes within any organization, and ultimately what happens is when they feel like they're not accepted by a particular organization, they branch off and form their own thing. They do their own thing. Correct. You know, another thing to add is that many of the Rosicrucian symbols became part of the Scottish Rite. Right. And it's actually the 17th and 18th degrees. Because even though... The Rose Croy. Ideas may differ, mm -hmm. symbols are universal. And this is where I want to make the distinction about Freemasonry and a religion. We are not a freaking religion. No, absolutely we not. We are lessons learned, and we pull things... Lessons from the Illuminati. The guy, the, the, the dead body with the crown and the sword laying right. on the table. Oh, what is this? Is he, was, he a, was he a prince or was he a pleb? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's dead. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you were. <laughs> it, it really doesn't because it's, it shows that in death we're all equal. Exactly. That's, something That's the, the point. That's the lesson. That's the chamber of reflection. Exactly. That's the, the memento mori or, you know, that's. Right. What Freemasonry talks about as well. Exactly. Um, Ro the Rose Croix. That's part of the Scottish Rite. And, it, and, you know, that has to deal with the, you know. That's the 18th, right? 17th and 18th. That's yeah. kind yeah, of, yeah. Yeah, they're in tandem, kind of. But that's two, you know, degrees that talk about Jesus Christ and the teachings Correct. of him. Right. Uh, then you but have it's not about the Testament. religion. And it's, it's not, not the religion. It's the lessons the lesson. of there the you right. go. That's and that's the one thing that you know. I listen to a lot of people that uh, you know, I listen to uh, the church ones because you know I love doing this. You're going into to YouTube and you watch the church things and how they talk about Freemasonry is not compatible with churches and stuff. And I'm like, wrong. Like, <laughs> right? And that's because we're not a religion. We're not. That's not what we're doing. It's the teachings. It's the right. But so. the problem. Uh, I don't want to get go down that rabbit hole. We won't uh, go down that rabbit no, hole. But. I will go back to the Illuminati and talking about the, uh, the the democratic societies. Yeah, that was interesting when I read that. See, now I when reading that and in that context and just putting it to modern times, I think you could infiltrate a political party. Yep, absolutely. And to the a question certain extent, is, you know, back in the '80s and early '90s, mm -hmm. it was referred to as the religious right. Mm -hmm. They infiltrated, for lack of a better term. The Republican Party. That's when. Well, that's why you have the prayer breakfast. Right. Tell me right. you've seen so that show on party, especially, Tell me you've seen it on Absolutely, I have. Yes! That was awesome. Absolutely, I have. And now, with power and money and resources, mm. you can easily infiltrate those things, especially when you have congressmen that don't have term, li term limits. Mm. Um, those are very easy to manipulate. Brother Bill Powell. Look at our lobbyists. Lobbyists. Yeah. They're manipulating our Absolutely. democratic societies. Mm -hmm. Bill Powell, I'm reading the book now about the alchemy and includes the Rosicrucians and Freemasons called The Golden Builders. Very good Yeah, book, I by saw the way. Oh, you've read it? I've not. No, he oh, wrote, okay. I'm reading what he wrote. 
No, that that just piqued my interest. Well, I'm definitely think check about, that book out. Let's just think about, and again, I don't want to get too political, but let's think about the Democratic Party and the Illuminati thing. Illuminati did not believe in governments. They did not believe in borders. They did not believe that you know you should live by the moral law. I mean, it's yeah. similar to your Democratic Party now. Although uh, the Democratic Party is more of a... I'm just making a comparison that there could be a right. infiltration of a, a government. It would be very idea. simple. It would be easy. Everything to that Vice Hop was saying is morally correct. Right. And if you want to, if you want to put it on a political level, right, and talk about the certain safeguards and checks and balances put in place to make sure that doesn't happen. Read Jefferson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Read what he was saying and how limited. Mm-hmm. He thought the the power of the national government should be. And Jefferson hated Hamilton. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, Jefferson, I do not believe, was ever a Freemason. Hamilton was, I believe, right? Uh, not Can. 100%. I know Freemasons really uh, try hard to claim. Oh, uh, man. I don't Freemasons know. try hard to claim two presidents. I think Hamilton was. Um, I think he was, too. I think he might have been. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Burr was who killed Hamilton, so. Yep. Um, which is really weird when you think about two brothers going. Well, not necessarily because dueling was considered a gentleman's right. But way think about that part of your uh, third degree about contentions. Here's my thing, though. Dueling wouldn't work in modern day because if I ever had a contention with Rafferty and we decided to duel, I'd have to shoot that dude six times before he went down. <laughs> well, here's here's something. I'm going to go back to a friend of mine, and I don't. I, hopefully, he's listening. He might not be. What lead ball bounces off another man's right. body? He would look at me like that's all you got. <laughs> but I, I forget the term. Uh, a friend of mine that I've worked with for 25 years, good friend of mine named Matt. Um, Federalist Papers, Jim Delvaney, yeah, absolutely. grew up in Maine, mm. and they would have they had their form of dueling, and it was called like ten yards, is something like that they called it, mm. and you'd line up ten yards away from each other, and you'd run at each other as fast and as hard as you freaking could, <sighs> and you would literally try to destroy the other person, and that was the end of the argument. Whoever came out on top <laughs> won the argument or the beef or whatever it was, and the other one acquiesced and said okay you're right but that's how they settled disputes i'd love to see that with you and raf mm. love to see that. no no it wouldn't happen you could go low on them i could give you strategies <laughs> what you could go flying cross body block a la flying burrito from tito santana it would be like when ray mysterio like jumped at kevin nash and he just caught him midair remember that when he used to yes, catch him midair and then yes. just sidewalk slam him that it, it could end that way but but anyway, uh, but I'm sorry. Who? Um, somebody made a comment about uh, the Jim Delvaney, the Federalist Papers. Yeah, yes, check exactly. those out, and you can look at all those, and they're actually still in pristine order. They're yeah. they're on the loc.gov. It's an amazing read when you really go back and look at how our founding fathers wanted to put this country together. It's so different than the way it works right now, and they had it figured out. It's amazing where yes a lot no. of things they had figured out. They had checks and balances figured out. They had certain things in place that if we followed them, they pretty much had fail-safes for corruption to make sure it didn't happen, well, or at also, least limited. I also want to just add right here that our government and what's going on here in the country is not anything different than what's happened from time immemorial. You know, you had 
Jefferson who hated Hamilton. You had Hamilton who right. hated Burr. You had Andrew Jackson, which was like the scourge of that. Nobody liked Andrew Jackson. They uh, hated he him did, more than he, Trump. Andrew <laughs> Jackson did some messed up stuff. He did some messed up, he did really messed they, up stuff. You know, you right. had you had Lincoln who was hated, who got took a freaking round in the back of the head. Like you had like this has always happened throughout. So when people sit here and they say to me like, oh, you know, boogaloo, you know, oh, all hell's gonna break loose, you know, this is gonna be anarchy. No, it's not. Assholes. Look, read a history book. Get out of your phone and read a history right, book, and right. you'll see that this is nothing new, and it's not nothing bad. You know, you have to make an omelet. You have to break some eggs to make an omelet. Right. Realistically, like. It's okay. It's we're gonna be all right. Like, <laughs> yeah, but the the pendulum does swing. Oh well, oh, we've never been more divided as a nation. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure we fought a whole friggin' war over it. Um, yeah, or just go back to the '60s with the civil rights movement. Like, it, there's been plenty of times where this country's been divided. I don't know that there's been at much at stake. Um, you know, as the country has gotten older, things have gotten more complex and. Ken, why are you sending me pictures? No, I think I clicked the uh, snapshot button instead of unmuting my mic. <laughs> oh. I was going to tell you that Aaron Burr was not, in fact, a mason, and I got overzealous with the mouse and clicked the run button. Brother Jim Powell, we need a wrestling meme with George in the mountain of the Game of Thrones. That's Raph. Raph is the We mountain. actually that have an Raph. idea about that me and Joe were talking about. Yes. So We've got a few ideas. So, do we want to drop it, Joe? No, let's... Uh... We've tag-teamed on this one, so come on. Maybe we should drop it. Come on. Go ahead. Rafferty's watching. Yeah. So, so, me and Joe came up with an idea that if we get to... T- when? Not if. When. Oh, yeah. We get... To 2,000. 1,500 or 2,000? 1,500. 1,500. Rafferty needs to dress up like the Juggernaut. Juggernaut from Marvel Comics. <laughs> wow, that's a tough one. One, 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 one thing, but juggernaut, man. Juggernaut. We're gonna juggernaut. make a helmet out of a salad bowl and just cut some ice <laughs> out of it. Okay. Um, and then he's got to wear some kind of unitard thing, brown unitard. Um, and it's gonna run up and down Main Street in Seymour. Yeah. We'll probably make it work. Yep. Oh, we'll make it work. Rafferty's up. Rafferty's <laughs> up. I did my part. <laughs> Ken, you're up at two thousand. Wait till you hear that idea. That's cool, man. You guys figure out what you want me to dress up as, and I'm, I'm in. Oh, we got it. We had a couple ideas. It involves shaving your head. No, well, one. Uh, my oh. idea was a mime. <laughs> a mime? Yeah, because you're so white, like a mime. Okay. George had right. some other ideas. Powder. As but, long as I get to wear, like, one of those little beanie hats. Or not beanie hats. Or better like, yet, no. Like have a little bowler seen, with the black and white striped uh, thing. Oh, and suspenders. Oh. You ever seen the movie like, Prometheus? Like French hat. Have you seen the movie Prometheus? Uh, I don't think so. Really? Alien Covenant. The Engineers? Uh, no. Ah. I stopped after Aliens 3. Ah, uh, no worries. But I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. I just haven't seen them. Paint for me and call him C-3PO. <laughs> that would be funny. He's got to talk with a British actor. Brother Danny Collins. <laughs> so. But Prometheus was, in essence, a prequel to Aliens, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, good yeah, movie, yeah. by the way. Very good movie. But anyway, we don't have anyway. to worry about 2000 just yet because Raph's up for 1500 Raph's up for 1500 Dress him as Juggernaut. And I'm even going to play the music from Deadpool. Nice. Holy Holy. All right. What do you say? We good? I think we're good. I think we're good. Thank you all for tuning in and listening in. We're going to continue to... Do more and more stuff. I think next uh, episode. We're so we have uh, Sunday. 
Sunday? We yeah. have Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Raph, shoot me the uh, name of the author that we have coming in. But it's uh, an author coming in. Um, Stand by. That wrote a book called Long Island Freemasons, I believe. And it gets into a lot of the, I believe it goes back to the Revolutionary War period and the history of Freemasonry out on Long Island. Um, the brother actually wrote a book on it recently. It's part of that that series. Uh, if any of you have gone to like your local drugstores or CVSs or stuff, there's always that series of books with the history of that particular town that you're in. It's part of that series. It usually has like a brown sepia type cover uh, to it, something like that. So that book is coming out soon. Uh, I believe his first name is Ron. I yes. can't remember his last name. Uh, I'm trying to get to that. I'm trying to get to our message. God damn it, Rafferty! I can't check my phone because I'm using the phone to monitor the comments. Put it in the comments, man. Christ's sake, Raph, always texting while we're live. <laughs> mm. <sighs> Why don't you just call me on my phone, Raph? Why don't you just call? Let it ring during there the podcast. Go. Ron Seafried. Ron Seafried. Ron Seafried. He's going to be coming up. He's author of the book uh, Long Island Freemasons. Yeah, and a uh, book releases Monday. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to be talking to him about his book and about everything, his Masonic career, all kinds of stuff like that, uh, where to find the book, where to get the book, and, uh, and some, history. And know, some history. The Freemasons on Long Island were a very big part of the Culper Ring. Yes, uh, The spies, Washington Spy Ring. That Again, we go back to that series, Turn, that's likely on Netflix. Uh, gets into that quite a bit. So good stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So good times. And uh, yeah, hopefully we originally planned this weekend. We were going to do some kind of WrestleMania thing with Champ the Clown Not down at the Shriners. But wah, we can't wah, gather. Wah, and, um, so maybe perhaps we'll put something together for SummerSlam or, or something like that. But Next Thursday, I'd also like to do an open mic. So for those listening, watching. Uh, watching? Watching, yeah. <laughs> trying to. For those listening or watching. Um, what we're going to do is we're just going to, it's going to be open mic. You, yeah. you could ask us any questions. You could ask us about our personal, you know, our, our personal lives. I mean, pending, you know, we're not going to get into detail. I'm not going to give you my bank account or anything, but you could ask us about our Masonic careers. Cause again, we've kind of slightly dabbled on it. But I had a thought uh-oh. regarding that. Uh, and let me know your, uh, this smoke. is something, you know, if you're, uh, if you're one of our, uh, Patreon listeners, for as little as $3 a month, you get access to Discord, exclusive FMP chat, and a gold tone Freemasons podcast pin that should be available in a couple weeks. Um, I'm going to put this out to you, to the listeners. I'm thinking of getting like a burner phone. Okay. Like you go to Walmart and just buy one of those pay per month kind of burner phones. And we could bring it, because I'm not giving out my personal number. Okay. And... We can actually have somebody call in. During, we can give out the number for the show. People can call in, and we can hold it right up to the mic, and they can ask their question live. I can yeah. do you that. You can probably plug it right into the soundboard. That's actually, actually not a bad idea. Uh, I could actually take the phone, and I can do yeah. that right through Discord. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I say we do it. Uh, I'll buy the burner. It's like 30 sure. 40 bucks. I'm going to see if he's uh, who I think well, we, a prepaid card or something. With yeah, it. and we can, we can just re-up it every month or so or however it may be but just the way that we can uh, have the listeners call in live 
Speak of Discord. Hotline. Desert. FMP hotline. <laughs> you, poor Ken's not going to want to look at Discord. Oh, <laughs> boy. It's, it's got to be better than that. people are calling in or something, we just throw it in a lake because it's a burner phone, right? All right, you just shut it off. Yeah. We'll only turn it on. It won't have voicemail set up. Uh, we just won't set it up. And we'll only turn it on during the podcast. Mm-hmm. And people can yeah. call in and ask their questions. Fine by me. Cool. Okay. All right. What do you say, brothers? Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. All right. So, for the Freemasons, what? I gotta pee. For the Freemasons podcast, I am George. Right, Worship Brother George Marjorie signing off. Worship Brother Joe signing off. Worship Brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>